Oh boy, here we go for the Thursday show. Can't wait to get this freaking onion peeled. It is Thursday morning. We got motocross for that ass. Going to talk for the first time ever. We will talk with Tom Vial of the Red Bull KTM team. That kid uh, got his first win ever in America on Saturday out there at Southwick. And, and a track that we think is very similar to MXGP tracks over in Europe. And we'll talk to him about that. Good to see him up there. First 250 win uh, that they've ever had on KTM since Marvin Muscan was on a KTM on a 250. So that's been a long time because Marv's been up on the 450s for a good while. We'll also talk to him about Marv a little bit. So that's a cool interview. Got another UFO update. Told you I'm never going to let go of that. Got a big special, uh, special stretch show update. Got an update on Moto and the Moto coverage that'll take place this Saturday right here on the Big 49. Remember, we have a reprieve. The races will start at 11 a.m. instead of 10 a.m., which means at 10 a.m. the race coverage will start on the 49. So we will get into all of that. I'm excited about my UFO story, but I'm always excited about my UFO story because, well, I'm a nerd, I guess. I also am excited about a story I have about a new fast food sandwich, but every time I find these from like a, you know, massive burger chain or fast food chain, I see some food that I'm like, that seems interesting. I'd like to try that. It's always like, yeah, sorry. It's from Taco Bell in Guam. And you're like, what the F? But they put it out here and tease us fat Americans with it, and we don't get it. But I do have that. Um, I have a story out of OC. It's got some crazy stuff for surfers. Surfers that don't listen to Stretch, so you know what this is going to be about. Yeah, surfers need to listen to Stretch, especially those in Orange County. I'll give you the the tip here. If you're in Santa Nofre, you should be listening to Stretch all day, every day. All right, I'm going to tell you a story, and this is not Moto Man. This is not Moto Man. A man gets arrested on his way to what he thought was a date. He brings a box of condoms, some chicken nuggets, and a Grimace milkshake. That's what he brings to the date. He's sitting in prison right now, and this is not Moto Man. Don't you dare accuse Moto Man of this. It is not Moto Man. Even though, first thing I thought was, where's Moto? All right, well, he's not in jail, so it's not Moto Man. I got a crazy story out of San Diego we're going to get into. Man, that's straight up nuts. And then I got a story about how uh, many Americans were getting the COVID and uh, what many Americans were giving the COVID to. I didn't know this before until today. I was today years old when I found out this Information. I'm going to pass it on to you. You know why? I'm an informer. Remember that song? Great white rapper. Informer. I don't know any other words other than the hook. Informer. He was like a reggae rapper. White guy. Snow was his name. He ended up being a record rep later on. and used to come up to the radio station all the time with other artists and stuff. He was a one-hit white rapper wonder. And farmer, yeah, I remember that guy as a record rep more than an artist. But anyway, we're gonna get into all of that because I am the informer, the great white rapper that's gonna tell you what's up. But uh, coming up next, let's get into Tom Vial, Red Bull KTM, getting on the box on the top step. Even congratulations to him. We'll talk to him. 
Then I'll come back and I'll give you uh, a little uh, something, something. Gonna give you information on what's happening here at the 49, and then I, uh, I will I'll probably go right into some UFOs because that's what I do. I may not, I, I may end up ranting and not going into UFOs till the next segment, but we'll figure it out. I'm stretch. It's what I do. I figure stuff out. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is the stretch show, and right now we are gonna sit down with your overall winner at Southwick on the 250s, and it's his first overall win ever racing here in america he's got to his first supercross season this is his first pro motocross season i am of course talking about red bull ktm's tom vial congratulations tom on a great ride and it is great to see you up here on the podium and on the very top step too and i gotta ask you like what's that journey been like for you you're a two-time mx2 champion over in Europe, and then you've come over here, and you've really had you know like change your style, like to walk us through how you like the track today, how you liked it out here, and you know the struggles of getting uh, up on the podium and onto the top of the podium for the first time here in America. Means a lot. Like um, I had a few tough races, and uh, took time. You know, like even yeah. to be on the podium was, I mean, first first overall win straight, and uh, I mean on the podium, so. Took time was tough to be honest, and yeah. um, getting getting a little bit everything together now. I feel better on the bike and nice. start to feel like myself again, like last year. So I think we're on a good way for for the end of the season. Okay. Track was was nice, a little bit like like I said on the podium, like a little bit what I know, you know, the sand and even if it's like the track is way different than, for example, Lommel or other tracks like that, yeah. like underneath, kind of hard here. But um, was nice. I mean, the flow was was nice to be back a little bit on the sand track, and hopefully we can uh, we can continue like that next weekend. All right. And over in uh, Europe, did you get a ton of riding time in the sand? Because this track here at Southwick is basically all sand all the way around. Did did you have a lot of experience racing in the sand at MX2, or you know just some on you know some of the the more famous uh, sandy tracks over there too? Yeah, we are. I mean, in Europe and. All the team are more or less based in in yeah. Belgium, so we we often ride in the sand or in the winter. Okay. Or yeah. We used we used to do a lot of sand. So I mean, like the track is a little bit different, and the knee was kind of hard. So it's it's no way like Lommel this track, but yeah. maybe like close to Valkenswald or track like this, like okay. where it's hard underneath. And um, I mean, I, I like the track. was was pretty nice. Uh, actually, was was not. So Super rough was rough, but okay. more like small breaking bam. Like was not big wave, like we can see in Lomel, but um, was was nice. I had some fun. All right, Tom. We uh, have talked about like this is the track that we thought would lend itself to an MX2 rider like yourself or to an MXGP guy like Ferrandez uh, today. And then you come out and you get the overall win. But it has the is the outdoor at all relatable to what you do over there in Europe on the MX2 and the MXGP? Like, what's the difference for you uh, uh, coming out and you know racing here in the outdoor season? Is it closer to what you did over there? Yeah, the, the weekend is way different. You know, here we don't have so much time. That's maybe why I struggle okay. a little bit of first model. But okay. I mean, like, especially everyone told me here, like early in the first practice, you have to do a lap because it's it's often the the fastest and. Even first lap, we I jump even the finish jump like I, it's not a big jump, but I don't even know never jumped before, and I have to go from the second lap full gas almost. So it's pretty tough. I I'm not a rider like normally. Okay. I 
tried to anticipate a little bit the track and took some time. Like in, in Europe, we have like 30 minute free practice. Yeah. Here, after two, three laps, you have to ride like at almost 100%. So yeah. it's pretty tough to get. I'm getting used to it actually, getting better each weekend on time practice. Yeah. But uh, for sure, it's, it's not easy. All right. We know that you have been training with one of our favorite riders out there, Marvin Muscan. We've seen him over at the KTM truck. We know he's been working with you, especially for uh, outdoors this year. Uh, what does that mean to you to have Marvin, you know, kind of being a mentor for you as we uh, get into the outdoor season here in America for you? Yeah. So I start to work with Marvin for, for the outdoor. Yeah. I mean, I, I needed someone like close and who know like you know the track and it can help me a lot from from this experience like you're right here for many years so yeah. you know knows a lot about each track and we we talk a lot before before the model about the line and and stuff and trying just you know to help and get me a little bit more comfortable about the track and uh, that's works pretty good for so far all right well congratulations it worked pretty damn well today uh you and the entire red bull ktm team and i'm guessing your mentor marv so congratulations on your first uh win here in america can't wait to see you back up on the box again and see if you guys can keep that pressure going when we get the millville up in minnesota next weekend so congratulations tom thanks for talking to us we appreciate it we'll talk to you again soon i'm stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Finally, we have some more really great news for that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Austin Forkner, the dude that got hurt week one of the Supercross season, is going to make his return this weekend at Millville. And he is back on the bike and ready to go. Remember, Forkner's been training with our friend Ryan Hughes, the Rhino. He's been getting him ready. I got a feeling this kid, if he's training under Rhino, has really been working on technique and style. And he was already fast. And somehow when you get all that dialed in with Rhino, you get even faster. It's going to be awesome to see him back on the track. Can't wait to see what he does because I got a feeling he's going to be running up front. This is going to be cool. Congratulations, Austin Forkner. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a Stretch show. I decided I'm going to go full rant. I'm going to break it down for you guys because it's what I do. Going to give you some 411, some information on what is happening. I'm going to make a big announcement and then I'm going to backpedal from it. So... Don't get your panties in a huff, but uh, the Stretch RE is going to retire. It is time for me to hang up my headphones. It is time for me to shut the microphone off for good. And I am ready to do that. I am uh, done. And what's weird is nothing brought this on outside of having no life. Uh, it, like, it's not like, oh, man, things are suck at the 49 or those guys are dicks. No, no, no. I love these guys, man. These are some real deal Holyfield mofos, and I love these dudes, and we've been in a battle like you wouldn't believe, David and Goliath battle for the last three years, and I'm very proud of what we've done. Now you're like, Stretch, the job isn't done. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to tell you what's happening. Effective immediately, I will no longer be doing the Saturday shows. Saturday Moto coverage will not have Stretch on anymore. That's going to be Moto Man, Jason, and Kyle, and I'm stepping away from that. As of now, I won't I won't be on this Saturday. And the reason for that is I had no life. And I haven't had a life. And I'm a fat old wanker. And my health is not great. 
I see my doctor, like, they just doubled down on my diabetes medication. Like, crap's not good. And I work so much. I haven't worked out in three years. And when you have diabetes, that's bad. And the reason I haven't worked out in three years is the big 49. I work at least 10 hours a day at, at a, any regular job I've had, at least, no matter where it is. And I work 10 hours a day, and then I got to come home and do the show or do the show before I go to work 10 hours a day. And days like yesterday is what kind of put me over the edge. It took me about seven hours to do the radio show. I, I, I would do it faster if I did it all live at one time. But it took me that long to do the show. And, and, and because of that, I have old-ass parents. I love my mom and dad, and I don't spend enough time with them. I have an old-ass uh, wife and kids, and I don't spend enough time with any of them. And I hear about it from uh, uh, some of one of my wife and my one wife and my one kid I hear about not spending enough time with. And But in the end, I, I can't go out to dinner. I, I'm not bitching. I'm just breaking it down. This is what's bringing on all of this. I... I like I had to do I just set up a bank thing I did some important crap I had to do and it, I didn't have the time I end up having to pawn stuff off to my wife anything because I don't have time to do anything literally if I'm gonna sleep and do it, it's like I don't have time to do it I damn sure can't get to an appointment or anything like that I can't go I missed a funeral of a friend the other day I just I can't I don't have any time and that's been the story for three years and that's been because of the 49 and I love the 49 and you guys know if I had my way I would sit in a broadcast studio every day till the day I die and I would do radio but that's not in the cards anymore radio has died radio is over and we've been trying to reinvent the wheel and bring it out and I think we're, we're the cutting edge of HLS streaming but, you know, it's, it's been a long, bumpy road. And I'm like, all right, we proved this works. We proved we got a better radio station than anybody in Southern California. I got nothing to prove. I drove a train right through your ass. And here's what I love, though. Because this is all good, and I'm not leaving here on any sort of bad terms at all. If anybody, anybody pulls any crap, if the anyone in the moto industry messes with the 49 if anyone in terrestrial radio messes with the 49 i'll come back huh I, I i will come back and make it my life's mission to drive a freaking train up someone's a-hole i promise you that other than that i'm i'm hustling and i'm good going out i was done before i came here and then this opportunity seemed interesting to me and I was like, you know what? We got to change the game. And I want to prove it can be done. And I proved it can be done. We built this thing. And granted, if we had a lot more money behind us, we could have proved it sooner and bigger and better. And it's still growing every single week. The big 49's growing. And to be honest with you, when it comes to the moto coverage, I'm easy stepping away from the moto coverage. Because, A, I want a day off and I want to sleep. And I don't want to have to get up every Saturday and work five or six hours on Saturday on top of all the crap during the week and i literally i'm the handicap in that room i don't know crap about moto compared to all those idiots moto man jason kyle they know way more about moto than i do I, i'm a casual fan at best that's really 
brushed up on my moto skills to do this radio station because I liked it. It was cool. It's like, all right, let's take that angle. That was our in. That was our niche. And I get it. So I brushed up on it. But I'm the weak link in that room. So I'm, I'm leaving that on Saturday in competent hands. Now, the stretch show is the problem because I'm amazing. I don't know if you guys know this, but when I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And these shoes are huge, and they're not going to get filled. But what I'm going to do is we're going to get some other shows on, and we're going to figure some stuff out, and then I'm going to fade it out. So I'm not ditching the stretch show. Stretch show's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm just in my head. This is it. I'm in the great wind down right now. The less I do, the better, and the, the less stretch you hear on this station, the better, and I will eventually just fade out. And by the time I fade out, you'll be like, hey, what about that dude stretch? He used to be on all the time. And that's awesome. And, and there's people that could do this better than I can. And that's another thing. I, I truly believe at some point, maybe if I did it better, if I had more time, if I could commit myself and I could do a better show, we would be further along than we are. And not that we're, you know, any sort of a slouch or disappointment at all, but it's like, I could have done better. I could have done this better. So I want to get someone in here that can do better. And I want this to go. I'm deeply emotionally vested in this radio station. And I need this radio station to continue to grow. And I need to continue to say, ha ha. And I always said, this is it. This is the last dance. I got one more fight in me and I've been fighting. And, and you know what's weird too? It's not been easy for me to be the adult in the room. I don't want to be the adult in the room. I'm the idiot in the room. But I got to be the adult in the room because I'm in a room with a bunch of idiots. So that's not been easy. But, you know, you, you live, you learn. We steer the ship. We haven't freaking beached the thing or tore it open yet. It's not leaking oil on some beach. We're not all going to prison. So we've done something right. And it's been three years. So we're going to keep that going. But I am uh, going to start the wind down is what I'm calling it. It is the great stretch wind down. And I am looking out. Uh, most likely in my head right now, I'm out of here at the end of the motocross season. At the end of the outdoor season, uh, Stretch will be gone back to civilian life. Uh, but not all the way. Here's something I know I'm going to do. I really enjoyed doing my paranormal podcast the other day when I was off at the 4th of July. And when I had two days off, what did I do? I went and did podcasts. Like, that's what a nerd I am with this radio crap and how much I love doing it. Just not having the time. But I'm going to keep the podcast. The Stretch Show podcast will be around. But I think I'm going to do it like Bob and the Goat. If Bob and the Goat can do 15 minutes a week, I think Stretch can do 15 minutes a week. Plus, it's my outlet. It's my therapy to come on here and rant. So I will go back to podcast world, and I will keep the Stretch Show podcast intact everywhere podcasts are served. And then I will just slowly fade out from here. But that is coming in the in the near future just keeping you guys abreast of the situation and it's a very lovely breast might have a hairy nipple but it's probably a double d so i thank you guys for everything uh, here at the 49 and don't give up on the 49 because i'm not giving up on the 49 i'm just tired and old and not healthy i i'm i was thinking about today like man i'm gonna be able to go home sit down eat dinner with my family and then go work out and then i'm gonna be able to sit down and watch tv and then get all my crap ready for the next day and go to bed. This got to be amazing. Like, I'm I'm excited about this getting back to civilian life and just not having such a rigorous schedule. I know, like, Moto puts in way more time than I do on the 49, but nobody has a tighter schedule than I do, period. 
it just doesn't happen. Like, I'm not joking when I tell you guys I set my alarm to wake up 30 minutes early so I can play with my dogs one or two days a week. That, that, that's the time schedule I'm working on. There's times I don't have time to take a dump. I'm serious. I'm like, well, I'll take a dump at work, I guess. It's it's a lot. And, and at my advanced age and my uh, declining health and then not being able to work out for three years is not a good sign. I got to get back in the gym and I got to get back. You'll probably see me on like Instagram pumping up, doing shirtless poses because I'll be back to bit buffed up rip stretch. I'll look like uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'll fight Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I'm not going away. I'm just going to uh, go off of here for a while, or probably forever. And uh, that's coming in the near future. All right, up next, let me get into some UFOs. Stop talking nonsense. The hustle's never going to stop. I know that. I'm going to go uh, play some music, come back, and get you an update on UFOs. All coming up here on a Big 4-9. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, I told you Brian Deegan had put a teaser up of Hayden on a two-stroke Yamaha saying they had something going on. And, well, that video dropped. It's called Danger Smoke. And it is not only Hayden Deegan on a two-stroke, but he's ripping it up with pops. That's right. It's Danger Boy and Brian Deegan. And they are both out there getting their ride on. Ricky Carmichael the Goat even makes a freaking cameo in there. Tell some stories about he had with Brian and himself back in the day. It's a good video. Check it out. It's called Danger Smoke, and it's up now with the Deegans. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, damn. You know what this music means. It's time for Stretch to do stretch stuff. Walk around talk about UFOs. Let's get to our latest update. Uh, seems like I got one every single day. I literally find multiple stories every single day. Right now, I want to talk about a guy named Stephen uh, uh, Bassett. He is a veteran UFO lobbyist in Washington. He is an ex-U.S. intelligence official, and he once worked with the Department of Defense's United uh, uh, Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. And he's the guy that went public with claims and then has been in Washington pushing this topic and pushing this topic for a while now. He was interviewed this week, and he's got an interesting twist. This is a guy with inside information, and he says, they're like, what do you think of the Grush stuff? You know, all that we've got alien spacecrafts and dot, 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 dot. He says in his world, he's heard all that forever, and this is just really some great confirmation. And he says, also the fact that he said we have dead aliens, and he said, you know, hey, it's it's believable that this is all very very true he said this sounds fantastical but it's true and this guy is stoked about it this is where the interview gets very interesting they say what's the difference of this guy and anyone else that's come forward Lou Elizondo came forward without this kind of you know hysteria around him and he left a UFO program at the Pentagon and you know now he's on TV shows and everything talking about it well this is what they say he says the fact that this guy says not only is it like yeah ufos are real like yeah ufos are real the united states has dead aliens and the united states is in possession of multiple alien spacecraft he says that is why this is so special that is why this is so big this dude grush blew it open 
He didn't just like kick the door down, like he freaking blew the roof off of it. And now they get into asking this guy, where's this gonna go from here? He says he thinks that Grush has put the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence uh, in a very compromising position, because typically the congressman will lip service the American public and then do what the behind the scenes guys wanna do. And he goes, but this guy came in and lit the Christmas tree, got the lights on it. Now they got to sit there and put the damn ornaments on this thing because America's coming for them if they don't. He says they have got witnesses and they have got them in front of the committee. They've got people on the record that are either amazing liars that are going to prison or are telling an insanely true story. And the game has been changed. And he says the only thing they can do now is to start the hearings. He says he anticipates these Senate hearings being the most watched in American history. That hundreds of millions of people will watch these hearings as these people go up in front of Congress and talk about aliens and UFOs and spaceships and all this crap that they've been hiding from the American people. So it's like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Then he says, all right, once this guy, these hearings start, and this is all true, how long until the president of the United States comes on and says, all right, everybody, UFOs are real. And the United States has been in possession of alien technology and aliens for some time. And this dude says two weeks. He predicts that once we get these hearings fully rolling and the American public are riled up and watching that the president will have no choice but to step up and own it because the damage the people are going to be pissed. They've been lied to for ADF in years now. Like, remember, it was in the 70s, which was 50 years ago, that weird stories about Richard Nixon knew about this stuff, and then he brought Jackie Gleason, the actor, to some Air Force base and showed him dead aliens. And uh, Jackie Gleason, other than uh, being an amazing comedian, he was also a massive UFO buff, and he was really, really into the UFOs. There's a funny, there's a dude with a book out, and in the book, he says that Nixon had ulterior motives to that. Not only was Jackie Gleason his buddy, but Gleason used to go on television shows and radio shows, and he used to say, anybody that could prove to me that aliens are real, I, I show me the proof. He said, I'll give you a million dollars. And then they said Watergate happened, and Nixon was in trouble, and he was trying to get money to pay for the defense for all of his guys that did the break-in at the Democrat headquarters in the Watergate Towers, and he needed about a million dollars, and he says right at that exact time is when Jackie Gleason stopped walking around saying that to everybody and started saying, man, yeah, aliens are real. Nixon showed me. They think, Nixon said, give me the million dollars, I'll show you the alien. And he made it happen. It's crazy. So anyway, there's a lot out there with this story, and it's only getting better and better and better, and the soup is getting richer every single day. And I'll find some more and bring it to you again tomorrow, because that's what we do. I'm Stretch. Aliens are real. Just a big 4-9. The Man Report. All right, the people over at Disney know how to do a cross-promote. Disney owns ABC Television. They also own Hulu. 
And this week on The Kardashians, which is now on Hulu, they had Kim make the announcement that she's going to be the next Bachelorette on The Bachelor, which runs on ABC. Only I think it's a total smokescreen because her family freaked out and they're like, hell no, are you doing this? I mean, the faces in the room with all that Botox still being able to show surprise, that shows you how really surprised they were. They were like, Kim, are you crazy? But then again, she married Kanye West. She might be freaking crazy too. CNBC ran a story yesterday that shockingly said resumes that use the they-them pronouns have a tendency to be overlooked. Wait a minute, you mean employers even in this era of hard-to-find good workers would rather keep looking than hire a lip-tart snowflake? Well, we got a comment from a Krusty Burger manager who said, I don't want to hire they, they don't know exactly what their sex is, because they are confused. Them probably a pain in the ass employee, too. I said touche, Mr. Krusty Burger Manager. Lindsay Lohan is showing off her big old baby bump and her pregnancy photos with her husband, and she looks really happy, but I'm still not entirely convinced she's not gonna give birth to like three kilos of cocaine. You know what I'm saying? The man Entertainment with Stretch. Take 49. It's Stretch Show on a Thursday morning, getting ready for Friday. Tomorrow means. Friday, Friday means one thing. LCR, Last Chance Radio. LCR's not retiring. Even though if Stretch isn't here, I'm telling you, there's a chance Moto Man kills Kyle. I'm just saying, he may off Kyle. I, oh, it'll just be Moto doing the LCR. It'll be Last Chance Moto Show, is what they'll call it. I don't know. I know it's going to I wash my hands of the whole thing when I walk away, I'm telling you that. I'm excited to walk away. It's weird. I really am. Um, right now, I can tell you, I got a fat man story that makes me excited. And I don't know why this sounds disgusting, but I want to try one. Burger King. The Burger King in Thailand, not America. So you can't really get your hands on this. Unless you're a sex tourist like Moto Man, then you could probably get one. Moto Man, bring me back a Burger King uh, Thailand cheeseburger. They got a new burger over there. Sells for three U.S. dollars. Like, wait a minute, that's a bargain. And it is no meat. You're like, stretch, have you lost your mind? Have you gone communist? You were no meat burger? I don't know why they don't call it a grilled cheese, because that's what it is, and I am down with the cheese. Cheese is magical and delicious. And this sandwich has got cheese. In fact, it's a bun and 20 slices of cheese. In fact, 24 slices. It's got two dozen slices of American cheese on the bun for $3. Doesn't that sound amazing? Don't you want to try it? Like, that's the cheesiest cheese thing ever. But if it's too hot, you ever bite really hot cheese, and then at that point, you got napalm in your mouth, it's stuck, and it's just burning, and you're like, ah! They got to be very careful on how they prepare this. And you need the cheese to be melted. But tw- 24 slices of cheese is a lot of melted goo. There's a lot of hot lava between those buds. It's like a girl I once knew. It's crazy. But uh, it's totally different kind of hot lava. But anyway, 24 slices of cheese between two buns. And they call it the cheesy exclusive. And it is only available uh, the rest of this week. For 109 Thai baht, which is $3 US. So if you want one, you better get your ass to Thailand now and get your super cheesy cheeseburger on. It's the ultimate cheeseburger, really. I know Jack in the Box has that, but it's got no meat. It's just cheese. 
cheese on top of cheese on top of cheese, please. All right, coming up next, uh, I'm going to chastise some surfers in Orange County. Tell them they need to listen to Stretch More. Santa Nofre, you need to listen to Stretch More. But not before we talk to Mr. Dylan Perez of the Star Racing Yamaha crew. We'll do that next, then we'll get to those damn surfers. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, this is cool. We all know out at Glen Helen every year for the W2 Stroke Nationals, they have a Edison Dye Motocross Lifetime Achievement Award, and they'll do it this year again on November the 4th. And this has already gone to people like Bob Hanna, Jeremy McGrath, Roger DeCoster, Johnny O'Mara. I'm talking legends in the game. And this year, it is going to go to none other than Troy Lee. Yeah, Troy Lee, the local motocrosser that kind of cut his teeth just painting motocross helmets and then became like the best fashion icon there is in the sport of motocross. Troy Lee Designs. That dude, he's going to get the Edison Dye Motocross Lifetime Achievement Award this November at Glen Helen. Congratulations to Troy Lee. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh-oh. It's the Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show. It is a Thursday morning. Thank you to Dylan Ferrandez of the Star Racing Yamaha crew for talking to us. Thank you for... Talking to us to Mr. Tom Vial. Congratulations on your first win. Got Tom Vial coming up again in the final hour if you missed it. <sighs> right now, though, I just, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm, if I, I didn't accomplish one thing in my run here at the 49, it's this. People are still going in the ocean and getting eaten by freaking sharks. And there's nothing I can do, apparently. They don't listen, or they listen and then they don't pay attention, or they don't think my sounding the alarm, the sky is falling. If you go in the ocean, you're going to get eaten by a shark is real. And they continue to go in, and they continue to get eaten by sharks. No one got eaten this time, but I am going to tell you, I am looking at a video right now. It is some drone video. And it was shot in a very popular surfing spot off San Onofre State Beach. And there's a crap load of surfers. It's hot and beautiful, and the surf's been nice. And you got a hell of a lot of surfers out there swimming around. And on the drone video, there's four or five great white sharks and literally surfers going right over the top of the great whites. What the F? I don't want to be in the water with a great white shark. Great white sharks got attitude and a lot of teeth. And they may eat you just for the F of it. He may be like, this dumbass not knowing I'm right. I'm going to swim up there and snatch his leg off right now. That's what they'll do. You shouldn't go in the water if there's sharks there. They say this uh, particular beach is a very famous breeding ground for great white sharks. And these sharks are only, I say only, about seven, eight feet long. They're not big. They're juvenile great whites. They're growing. What happens is they come in out there, they breed, they leave the babies. The babies, you know, hunt in the shallow water. It's easier to get things like surfers in the shallow water. And then they can uh, move on before heading out to deeper waters when they're all grown up and start playing with the big dogs. This is a crazy video. In this video I'm looking at, there's like five great white sharks just cruising around with all these surfers. Nobody got eaten, nobody got attacked, and that's the kind of crap that gives surfers arrogance. Kind of like drunk drivers. 
That's what they like. They got that kind of arrogance. You know, I drive drunk all the time. I never crashed. Until you do. And then you crash because you're drunk. Just like I surf with sharks all the time. I never been bitten. Until you get your leg ripped off, or your arm ripped off, or your head ripped off, or your whole body swallowed. And it's not okay. Santa Nofre, listen up. There's great white sharks out there with you. Don't go in the ocean. You get eaten. I may personally go to the hospital, punch you in the dick, and just be like, dude, that's for not listening to me. I'm sorry you lost two legs and an arm. But you had it coming. Should have listened to the Big 49. I've been broadcasting this crap for three years. Don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. Stay out of the water. And douchebags go out there all the time and act like it's no big deal. Well, it's a big deal. All right. Coming up next, going to talk about a guy that showed up to a date with condoms, chicken nuggets, and a Grimace milkshake. He's now in jail. You know where this is going. It's bad, 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 bad. Talk about this next on a 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Here's something you love to see. Hayden Deegan, who just got the red plate in the 250 class. Remember, this kid is a rookie. He says that last race he was in put a chip on his shoulder. You know, the one where he got the red plate. He said he was pushing as hard as he could in the first moto, trying to catch Hunter, and he blew himself out. But later, Hunter blew his bike up, and Hayden goes right by him and ends up getting the red plate that day. But he really doesn't ever beat Hunter. He took the red plate without ever beating Hunter. So now he says on this clip he's got a chip on his shoulder because it seems like he really wants to beat Hunter, and he wants to show that he's earned that red plate. Never mind the fact that you're a rookie with the red plate you've earned it you've worked hard and you've got the red plate but this kid really wants to prove a point and he says he can't wait to get out there at spring creek and really go for it with this chip on his shoulder i can't wait to see it i'm stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now oh boy when this song comes on somebody is going to jail it is the Big 49. I am Stretch. Happy Thursday. We got a bad boy. He's in jail. And it's a guy that should know better. You know why? He enforces rules and regulations on the regular. Because this guy was the principal of Johnson City Middle School. Yep. In New York. He's a principal. And he's now in jail for trying. Here's what gets really crazy about this. This guy's name is Daniel Erickson. He's 55 years old. And he apparently had gone online and allegedly started communicating with a 16-year-old girl for a week or so. And at first he went on and pretended he was a 16-year-old boy. He like catfished her, I guess is what they call that. And then he finally revealed to her, no, I'm really 55 years old. Let's bone. And she was like, yeah, no, sorry. And then he showed up at her house. This dude got stalkerish with a 16-year-old girl, and he is a 55-year-old school principal. It doesn't say she went to his school. I don't know how he came across her. I'm assuming it was online and she was in his area. But he pretended to be a 16-year-old boy. He got super creepy with this girl, showed up at her house. Finally, her parents were like, who the hell's this guy? And they call the 5-0. 
She never came outside and met him when he showed up at her house, and, and I think she got scared finally and was like, this is a grown-ass, weird-ass man who's trying to have sex with me. So the 5-0 were like, all right, here's what you need to do. Tell him you want to meet up and have sex. And sure enough, that dumbass catch-a-predator fell for it. And, you know, getting ready, he showed up to their date, went into the location, and guess who was not there? The 16-year-old girl. No, 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 no. Broome County Sheriff were there. And they took him into custody, and all he had on him at the time was a pack of condoms, uh, some chicken nuggets, and a Grimace milkshake. Just sounds so pedo. That is so creepy pedo, man. And this guy, they arrested him, and he's charged with all kinds of stuff. They say he also used his position as the Johnson City Middle School principal and the school district database information to convince this 16-year-old girl who he really was. Like, he's like, no, really, I'm the principal over here. I want to bang you. And that just gets insane. Yeah, and he was going back and forth with her for a week. He's now uh, arrested for trying to have sex with a minor. God, that's awful, awful, awful. I hope this guy goes to jail. And then you get to jail, you can get beat up because, remember, they don't like pedophiles in jail and molesters. Nobody likes a school principal either. You ever have a school principal? You're like, oh, my school principal was so nice. You're like, principals are dicks. I hate them. Yeah, this guy is in big trouble. McDonald's is like, hey man, not all night. More than pedophiles drink our damn Grimace milkshake. People like that. Stop making fun of it. That's what they're asking. Yeah. So this guy's going to go to jail for a very long time. All right. Coming up next, let's break it down and let's have a conversation with Tom Vial of the Red Bull KTM team after his first win in America. And we'll talk to him, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here on this Thursday show and get ready for the Friday festivities. Don't forget, on Saturday, the Moto Show will begin at 10 a.m., and racing will start at 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Big 49. Ah, I'm tired. Ah, Big 49. It's a stretch show. Time to get up out of here. I'm going to pack it up and pack it in and go home. Before I do, I got one more uh, story for you. I teased about this at the start of the show coming out of San Diego. This is craziness. Around 1.30 a.m. at Henwood Memorial Park on Tuesday night, a woman uh, walked about a block to a Starbucks with a 24-hour drive-thru. And they say at that point, people saw her called 911. And the lady basically got attacked by a random dude who ran up on her with a big-ass sword and scalped her. She got effing scalped. They're like, wait a minute, I thought we stopped scalping people. What is happening? Say the incident happened right across the street from the San Diego Police Department's Mid-City Division. And a lady got fully scalped with a freaking sword. People driving by saw it. It was on ring camera. Like, they got all kinds of footage of it. It's absolutely disgusting. That's a horrific head injury. They say the best description they have of the suspect is he is a younger black man, 35-ish years old, tall, thin build, wearing blue jeans, and he has a sword. 
And there's blood on it because he's scalping mofos. That is nuts. They haven't caught him. They don't know why he picked this lady. Uh, they say it's a potential attempted murder investigation. And they're trying to get to the bottom of getting this dangerous guy off the street. He's freaking scalping people. Who the hell scalps people anymore? Wear a hat. Tight one. That's, a, that's that's That'll fix that. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for the Friday Spectacular of the Stretch Show. And uh, the Knuckleheads will be back tomorrow for Last Chance Radio at 3 o'clock. So we got a lot going on. And tomorrow on the show, Justin Cooper, Star Racing Yamaha. And we'll replay that Tom Vial interview. And we'll talk to Joe Shimoda from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Also, shout out to Austin Forkner for getting back this weekend to race in Millville for the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. That kid could be a game changer in who's winning these races and pushing because he's fast, boy. See what happens. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.